Welcome to the Lipedema podcast hosted by Shell and Tiana. Our aim is to make noise around lipedema and educate as many people as we can about this disease. Our guest list contains professionals who work in the field and women who live with lipedema. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lipedema podcast. My name is Tiana, and I have the pleasure of interviewing our co-host, Shelley, for today's episode to hear a little bit more about Shelley's story. Shelley is a 49-year-old wife and mother of four, a special education teacher and guidance officer working in Queensland education. Shell is living with stage three lipedema in her arms, legs and stomach and wants the average age of lipedema diagnosis to drop from 48 to the early 20s so that women can start early intervention with conservative management. Shelley, thank you so much for letting me interview you today for episode one of the Lipedema podcast. Woohoo, it's happening. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's happening. Um, and I thought it was really fitting for you to be our very first episode because you are the brains of the Lipedema podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, there's a bit of pressure there. <laughs> yeah, no pressure at all. Um, now, on episode zero, we did gloss over how you came to learn about lipedema and when that was. Um, and if you haven't listened to episode zero, I encourage you to do that. It's a nice, short and sweet one that Shelley and I put together. Um, but how about we just retouch on that very briefly and then we'll get into some more of your lipedema story. Over to you. Yes, absolutely. So. It's actually, in episode zero, I said it was a podcast, but it was really weird because in that month leading up to listening to the podcast, a friend had reached out to me and said that um, she had this um, process, um, um, hair testing, get my gut, because I've always struggled with my gut and um, I need to look after my lymphatic system. And she shared with me gloves and the sequence to use. So I'd already been introduced to that then I went to an event where um, Sarah was there she's a bilateral amputee and she was talking about her struggle with her legs and I'm like oh my god if she can start showing off her legs and painting her prosthetic nails on her toes I can wear bike pants and shorts and so that very next week I'm like okay I'm wearing bike pants on my morning walk and I did and I wore a midi dress that I'd been putting in the back of the cupboard instead of wearing my maxi and wearing my maxis instead. And so it was like, and then the week later I heard this podcast. So it was like the planets just all aligned and it was just, yeah, just a crazy, like that synchronicity of everything just sort of, yeah, it was madness, really madness. <laughs> wow. Everything started falling into place little bit by little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so you said that that was around November last year. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. November. And then luckily for me, I'm on the Gold Coast. So when I Googled, the um, Lipedema Surgical Solutions came straight up. So I was on it to, to figure out, is this what I've got? And um, yeah, so within two weeks, I knew definitively that, yes, this is what you have. 
How was that experience of diagnosis for you? You know, it was it was a relief. Like it was it was actually quite the um, validating like that this wasn't my fault. Like I spent my whole life thinking I was deformed. And so I'd never tried to get any treatment for my legs because I just thought I was deformed. And I also, my hips would dislocate. So I thought that that was all part of it. So I just thought I was deformed. So had never asked anyone if something was wrong with my legs. I all like, I've spent heaps of time with naturopaths and all sorts of other holistic doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with my gut because my gut was my main issue, but never had I, I worried about my legs. Hmm. That's interesting. Talk to us more about what you uh, have come to know now about that connection between your gut health and lipedema. Yeah, it's all connected. Like it's super crazy. So as we know, like our lymph system takes all the fat and toxins out of our bodies and lymphedema and lipedema are all affected by this system. So most of our lymph is in our gut. So when that's compromised and can't get rid of all the toxins it needs to get rid of, that's what's causing all these blockages and lymphedema and lipedema. And so, yeah, it's all so tightly connected. Just crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. So I feel like... um. I've gotten really excited and we've stepped forward. I'd like to step back a little bit to understand from you when you believe your lipedema, lipedema sort of started to develop in your life. Okay. So um, I guess like anyone, I always, you know, was trying new diets like from about the age of 12 um, just because I was always being a girl. I'm five nine, So, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than most girls anyway. And I always had a larger build, but um. I remember um, seeing a naturopath and losing a heap of weight. I was about 23. Um, I was still like working on those gut issues. As I mentioned, that's what I've always been doing. And I got down to a really small weight, but I just had these saddlebags, which I didn't know that's what they were. These saddlebags, I remember my auntie said, if we could just cut those off, you know, you'd be normal. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) but it wasn't until, so I've got four kids. So I had, two pregnancies and I went back to normal weight no no issue there at all and then I had my next two and like my weight I just could not lose weight and I was like this is weird and in my head I was like oh well I had a girl then a boy so maybe it was the male hormones helped me get back to normal weight because then I had two girls and so in my head this all made sense but it's only since speaking with other women that in between my two lots, I call them my big ones and my little ones of my kids, in between my two lots of kids, I actually donated eggs. So I went on fertility treatment in that time and I now believe that that was a catalyst for a rapid progression of lipedema then. But then I also, so around... After my fourth child, I found out what saddlebags were. So I realized I wasn't deformed. I've actually just got saddlebags. Um, And so I ended up, I went to Thailand um, and had plastic surgery to get rid of those. Um, They didn't know 
lipedema. They didn't mention anything. So really it was just to get rid of some of the fat on my hips and inner thighs. Um, but then three years later, I had a hysterectomy and within a month I put on 20 kilos and I have never been able to get rid of that 20 kilos. And the more I researched and tried to find out, they're just like, oh yeah, it's only a change in your activity. Like, I'm like, I didn't change my diet or my activity to warrant 20 kilos in a month and never been able to lose that. And yeah, like I said, reading these stories now, I'm not alone. A lot of women in the lippy community who have hysterectomies, that's when they have another rapid progression. So I, yeah. Wow, what a story. So um, <laughs> we're sort of coming to realise now that the fluctuating hormones that we experience as women at various stages of our life really are, as you, as your words, the catalyst for progression in lipedema. Um, so after you had your hysterectomy, did you go on hormonal treatment? No, I was able to keep my ovaries, so I didn't need to. And that also scares me because I don't have a cycle and I don't have a period. I don't know when I'm heading into menopause. Like I haven't got that extra little um, indicator now to know. And mm. I'm a bit scared because I know that that's another hormonal upheaval that could spark more progression. So I think I'm going to be 50 next year. So I really need to like my, I'm dedicating the next year, my 49th year to just trying to get this thing controlled because I don't, you know, I love adventure. I love travel. I don't want that to be impacted at all. Yeah. Talk to us about that impact that it's had so far on your life. Well, I think so far physically it hasn't really impacted me, like my ability to do things. Um, apart from like I am getting a lot more injuries at the gym, so I have stopped lifting weights as heavy and I've gone back to lighter weights and a more low-impact exercise. But I think the thing that has hindered me is my own self-image. I think that has been the biggest impact and I'm sure a lot of women can understand that that I didn't do things because I didn't think I looked the part so it wasn't a physical thing it was more a psychological impact for me yeah yeah absolutely you're definitely not alone um they do say uh that it does affect uh, our mental health when we're living with lipedema. Um, okay, so talk to me about how you are managing your lipedema currently. Okay, so I am going down the conservative route. Um, when I got my diagnosis, I went in and I had the bubble test um, and I do have a hole in my heart um, and I also have um, venous insufficiency so my veins weren't right so I'm not a candidate for surgery at this stage anyway um, so I will have to use conservative treatments so um, at the moment I dry brush and do manual lymphatic drainage every morning um, 
I have compression pumps, which I do morning and night. Um, and I have got back into exercise, not as much as I should, but that is my 49th year plan is to make sure I really stick to that um, that exercise routine more for my bones like I've realized that like this does affect your bones and the biggest thing for me is if this deteriorates more I want to be able to look after myself I want to be able to get up off the floor if I fall and that's really the big um, push for me now not more the the physique but more the strength to be able to look after myself um, I have just had my um clinical nutritionist appointment with Kimmy Caddy. So I will be starting that as well. So that's a big shift for me too. And a lot of learning there. Um, so yeah, so they're the things I'm doing. So manual lymphatic drainage, compression pumps, low carb eating, daily exercise, and trying to reduce my stress levels. Really? I think stress is a oh, stress is a massive one for me, and um, especially you know I had four kids under six, like so I've always been such a busy household. So um, yeah, my husband and I are trying to get away every month or so, just the two of us go camping, just get away from it all, and so, and and I think another thing like when you first come into this, you just want to try it all, you want to do it all. But the, the best thing you can do is anything that you can, can be consistent at. So like I, I've said to you before, I'm just like one thing at a time, do one thing, master it, and then add something else. Because if you're adding too many things and it's causing you stress, then there's no point because stress is inflammatory and you're going to undo any good, good work that you've done. So, Yeah, that's really good advice, Shell. Um I, I'm interested to know because some of our conservative managements can be um, tough to take on board consistently. Mm. What is your favourite conservative management treatment at the moment? Something that you enjoy doing? Do you know what? I actually enjoy my dry brushing. And this was something that had started for me a while ago. Um, I, I bought some nice... Um, body lotion oh not body lotion like um soap for the um oh what's the word body wash body wash I bought some nice body wash and a loofah and I started just really nurturing my body and enjoying the feel of my skin and the contours of my body and I'd started doing that before I knew the word like edema so I'm so glad I did so I find that, that dry brushing in the morning and focusing on my arms and looking at my skin, like that has just got such a good self-care about it. It makes you really connect to your body. So that is my favourite. And I've also added in a lotion now. I put on a lymphatic lotion, which has got all these beautiful um, essential oils in it to pump up the um, lymphatic system as well. So, so yeah, that is my favourite. That's nice. And when you say you are connecting with your body, it's psychological too, isn't it? Like you're actually uh, respecting yourself, your body for how it is. And it's that time consistently every day that you are spending on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you notice any little changes, like it's 
this is going to sound super weird, but this morning I said to my husband, like when I was massaging my stomach, because I've had some nodules show up in my tummy lately, they're gone. I'm like, oh, wow, the nodules are gone. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so like it can work. Like it's, it's not going to happen overnight. Like I've been doing this um well since November like that was I'd already started doing dry brushing because my friend had told me about it before I knew about this so since November I've been dry brushing every day and this little nodule gone that's amazing. so now I just got to get rid of all these mates <laughs> yeah that's right yeah friends can follow suit right um it just goes to show the power of conservative management and you know a, a lot of um there's a lot of pressure to go down the surgery route to quote unquote get rid of it you're not getting rid of it you you still have to learn how to conservatively manage lipedema regardless and um the fact that you have dedicated your morning and evening to something that's so personal that's actually showing tangible benefits yeah it's a credit to you really ah, thank you thank you so I wanted to know uh uh from you uh where to from here with lipedema for me personally um I I'm going to really, like like I said, dedicate my next year to getting really good systems in place. I've already got some good ones happening, but I really need to now work on my nutrition. And with a history of dieting, that's, that's a big one that's taken me a while to be ready to handle, but I'm ready for it now. Um, and that daily exercise and movement, because you know how good that is for the lymphatic system. So they are, for me, personally that's what I'm doing um to raise awareness well here we are we are recording the lipedema podcast um I would really like um I there is a conference next year I'd really like to go to the conference in Melbourne next year um and I just want to link arms with with as many people as we can and just to get the word out there like that's I, I want that age of diagnosis to come down like the average age is 48 and I was bang on the average age and I'm like oh my goodness that's a good 28 years too late like yeah. at 20 or at puberty when the onset comes like that's when we should be going oh okay let's start some dry brushing let's look after your lymphatic system give it the power make it robust enough to break it all down and get rid of it like you know 28 years or more of it just being able to grow that's just yeah craziness hmm. wow that's fantastic and something resonated with me in what you just said shell linking arms with the community and um i know that you have your instagram page uh lipedema lifestyle and um i love following you on your instagram page because you you put a lot of your personal life in there as well, like your holidays with your husband and your workouts with your daughters as well. Talk to me about the family support network that you have with Lipedema. 
Oh, do you know, that's the weirdest thing. Like when I first heard about it, like I said to my, I listened to that podcast and I came home and I said, because my kids are all teenagers now, I said to my teenage daughters, I'm like, oh my God, I think I have this thing. And they're sending me TikToks of people who are advocating for like edema awareness. And I'm like, you guys knew about this? Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah, so they're like really supportive and we talk openly about it because it is genetic, but none of my girls are showing signs. Um, so maybe they all skipped it. But then I did hear a um a quote that said, um, genetics load the gun and environment pulls the trigger. So I'm like, mm. well, there you go. Um, obviously they're growing up in an environment that didn't trigger it for them. <laughs> But yeah, they're they're um yeah really supportive, and my husband absolutely like he makes sure he he packs my pumps for me when we go camping, so I can put my pumps on while we're at the campsite. And um, yeah, they're they're really good. They're really good for me. I think it'll be so really important. difficult doing it by yourself too, and and that's why this community is so important. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Talk to me about the drive behind your um, Instagram page, Lipedema Lifestyle. I just wanted to show people that it, like, it doesn't need to consume you. Like that's not only who you are. And so that's why even though my page is called that, that was more for people to find me and know what I'm about. But, yeah, like you said, I, I show my girls and I, my son's 17. He doesn't want to have photos taken at the moment. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I might put some cooking stuff in there and I might, yeah, I just throw everything in there just to show like the that it's not just a single lens. Like we are so much more than just our lipedema. We are still friends. We're still mums. We're wives. We're sisters. We're you know we can still be everything and live with this as well. And yeah, it doesn't need to be as big a burden that we can make it. Yeah, we can make these little changes. I love that so much. And um, I also really enjoy, um, Shell, that you are really practicing what you're preaching and getting the community together. So you recently um, put together a Gold Coast Lipedema meetup. Tell us about that. Yeah, I kept seeing other states were having these meetups and I'm like, there just didn't seem to be a lot of activity on the Gold Coast. There was some Brisbane stuff. And that was okay, but I, I I live on the Gold Coast, so Brisbane's a bit far for me to go. Um, and so because it was Lipedema Awareness Month, I'm like, look, let's do it. So I did, I um, messaged first the admins of other groups and just said, do you mind if I put on an event? Because, you know, we're all doing our thing and we need to work together. And um, they were like, yeah, sure. We don't get to do things on the Gold Coast much. So yeah, that was really good. And a lot of people are like, oh, when's the next one? And I'm like, yes, there will be more. We will be having more. So, um, yeah, I just think face-to-face meeting is just a whole different level. It's just a whole different way to connect with people and, and the flow of conversation and that camaraderie. Like we're living such different lives, but we have this thread that that we that brings us together. And yeah, I, I think meeting in real life is something so therapeutic. I agree. Nothing can compare with that personal connection, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, it looks like we are um, running out of time. So I really wanted to ask you a question that's close to my heart, I guess, um, because you talk about uh, reducing the age that people get their diagnosis. So I would like to know what you would tell your younger self if you knew about lipedema. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Do you know, I, so I grew, I was born in the 70s. So I grew up in the 80s and it was like the whole heroin chic and, you know, so I never, never was going to fit that stereotype. And, and I wish I had told myself that I don't need to, that I can take up space just as I am, that I don't need to comply to the beauty standards that are out there I guess the other thing I am grateful for is that I didn't have social media then either <laughs> like that is mm. you imagine that extra layer of um, not being able to um, live up to expectations but yeah I think that I would just tell myself that you're worthy of a beautiful life you don't have to fit any size or any model shape that um yeah just be you. Yeah, that would I be it. That. that would be it. That's such yeah. a powerful message and one that you'll be able to transfer to your kids as well. Which oh, I think absolutely. Is yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That is something they all are so unique and individual. And I love that. Awesome. Well, Shell, yeah. I've had a blast um, learning more about your story. Uh, I'm so excited to go on this podcast journey with you. Um, thank you for instigating such an amazing, impactful project. And I will chat to you on our next episode. Uh, thank you for having me. I can't wait for our next one. <laughs> Yay. Okay, bye. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Lipedema podcast. Lipedema and its symptoms vary from individual to individual. The opinions and advice voiced on this podcast are of a personal nature and used for educational purposes. Please take away from this podcast what resonates with you and please see your GP or preferred specialist for diagnosis and healthcare. We are Shelley and Tiana from the Lipedema podcast. Until our next episode, bye for now.